Hey, everybody, before we get started, if you like the podcast, please leave us a five-star rating, leave a comment. This helps get our name out there, helps more people find us, and it would be doing us a huge favor. Thanks for listening. Here's the podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Win More Sales, the self-help podcast for salespeople. And following up from our Thanksgiving week episode where we replayed an old interview that I did with Hannah Walker back then, now Hannah Pensick, on mindset and how Hannah changed her mindset to improve sales performance and went from a low performer to a high performer. In this episode, we're gonna follow up with four steps we call the win more sales mindset method that Hannah really coined and put together, so all credit to Hannah. But we're gonna start out by talking a little bit, again, just briefly recapping Hannah's story, and then we'll get into the four steps that make up the mindset method that will help you if you're in, uh, if, you're, if you're not in an ideal place, if you're in a tough place, um, you feel like results are lagging, you feel like you can't get out of a rut, these are things that are going to help you, and it's coming from somebody who has been there, done that, and can relate, and we're gonna talk about how Hannah did it. So Hannah, I'll let you take over and start with uh, your story. Thanks, James. So yeah, it was 2019, and my return from maternity leave was a really hard transition on a few fronts. I had missed months of building pipeline, which was really tough. The company was going through changes and our sales process was evolving from being incredibly transactional to requiring a deeper a deeper level of sales skills that I really hadn't developed yet. And I was different. I was a mom now, I was a new mom, and I was dealing with that transition on top of everything else. So. What happened was my performance started to slip. I left to have my daughter as a top performer and was suddenly at the bottom of the board, not once, but consistently. And I was mad. I was quite frankly depressed. I was really negative. Small losses that don't matter when you have a healthy pipeline and you're winning consistently were starting to take a toll on me. Um, and I had progressively slipped into a terrible mental place that was affecting my work and honestly my home life too. And I think that's what's so relatable. It's a negativity spiral where you begin to dig your own grave a little bit. As negativity compiles, the mindset weakens. You're the one that's digging the grave deeper and deeper and it becomes more difficult to overcome small challenges even, the deeper you go into that place. So kind of taking it back, and I'll say with the help of this guy, Jimmy T, I appreciate how you assisted me during this transition as my um, manager back then, but really I made the decision that I wasn't going to fail anymore. It took deep reflection and thought. I had talks with myself, my husband, my friends, my leadership about if sales was really the right fit for me now at this new stage in my life. 
And I decided it was, I was passionate about it. So I recognized after that, that the biggest thing holding me back was myself. Up to then I was blaming others. I was blaming bad leads, bad buyers, all of that. And I decided really to cut the BS and turn the ownership back on myself. That was the biggest change, the biggest game changer for me because taking ownership and responsibility for where I was at allowed me to regain control. I started studying why I was losing and really honed my craft. I applied what I was learning and started getting and started getting small wins that eventually turned into big wins. And that was the momentum that gave me back my confidence. And I felt empowered to continue this trajectory by practicing everything that I had done to get me up to that place. So it was just this continuous, consistent practice that got me out of that hole and stay and had me stay out of that hole. So when all was said and done and I was on the other side of this, I realized that it was the negative mindset that led me to poor sales performance and really kept me as a low performer. Um, it was also a shift to a positive mindset and a healthier way of thinking that led me back to great sales execution and performance. So ultimately, mindset matters and without a doubt correlates to performance so thanks anna yeah it was amazing for me to watch actually uh your transform uh, transformation through that year and now we're going to talk a little bit about what we're calling the win more sales mindset method which is really four key points that i'm going to let hannah lead the discussion and i will uh i will add uh, uh add any insight as, as necessary. But one thing that I do just want to point out that it wasn't a straight um, lot, like it wasn't just a straight, um, you know, upward trajectory angle for, for Hannah uh, in this case. And it won't right. be for you either. There, we definitely had some some tough challenges. We, we you know, lost oh, yeah. some, you know, I think we, we lost some, some big deals and there, there were some other things that could have really taken you back uh, to, to, a, to a, a place that wasn't the best. But um, I think you just mm -hmm. kind of went back to these, um, these, these, these points and, and continued to remind yourself that, um, you know, improvement was happening and uh, to stay positive. So let's get into it. Uh, what are, what are the, uh, the four points? So the four points, first, reflection, second, ownership, third, education, and fourth, practice. So let's unpack these step-by-step step briefly. Um, reflection, number one, I'm gonna say that this is the hardest step, it really is, because the answer that you get for yourself after reflecting, it's gonna change really the direction of your life. So this is where you need to do some soul searching and make the determination of if where you're at is where you want to be. So in this case, in a sales role, is this the right fit for me? That's that's ultimately what you have to determine, right, James? Yeah, totally. So I think it's easy sometimes to, um, you know, you're in a job and you've might've had some success in the past. So you just you know, you just assume that this is the, I need to, I need to make it work. Uh, it, um, I need to make it work no matter what. And I think right. that that's, that's one way of, of looking at it. And the other way of looking at it is some people, you could have the defeatist attitude and just say, 
um, this isn't working for me at all and um, it's clearly not a fit but sometimes there isn't just the deeper um, to your point the deeper reflection like th thinking about mm -hmm. what's causing what are the mechanics causing me to succeed or fail and then understanding if it Agreed. is if it is the right fit yeah 100% and then once you've kind of gotten past that phase ownership stop blaming outside factors you are the reason you're where you're at and when you start to own that part in everything that's when you really gain control so like it's a really really a critical step and it's difficult um but it, it's super important so yep yeah and just my, my piece to add to that it's easy to take ownership when things are positive and going well and you're getting recognition yep. externally it's very hard to find that internal that that central um, piece of ownership within yourself when you're struggling or things aren't going well because it's always easy to blame something else. It's, it's very difficult and challenging for us as individuals to look inward and realize that some things that we're doing may, may have caused our, um, you know, where, where we're at. Yep. And let me tell you, once you've sort of gotten through this stage, it's very empowering. It's hard at first. It can feel like demoralizing to discover that you're really the main reason you're where you're at. But once you've sort of gotten through that, it is empowering. Um, so the next stage here is education, studying the areas of improvement that you identified or maybe you've identified with your leadership. Um, you can definitely lean on other people for this phase. So from my personal experience, what I did, and I said this in the last episode in the interview from a couple of years ago, is I picked up a sales book and that led to two to three to four to the library sitting behind me that has sort of become this obsession of mine is like studying how other salespeople have gotten successful in the past. And I think this is a really critical step. So what do you think, James? Yeah, totally. I think when we're talking about salespeople, um, we've said this before, but most salespeople did not go to sales school. Um, so right. the self-development is really something that everybody has to take ownership of themselves. And when you start out, you might start out in a job and have a lot of success and, and maybe you learn from people around mm -hmm. you or there was a pretty good enablement situation at your company or maybe you just have natural aptitude. But when things start to mm -hmm. go wrong for you, um, what, what are you then doing yourself to improve? And sales is one of those exactly. professions where you always have to be, um, self-development and continued development is really important because things change. Things change in the market. Things change. Yeah, things change in the market. Things can change um, within your- In your company. In your company. Um, and, and it's important that you're always continuing to, you have a good uh, place that you can go to um, to find uh, different avenues to continue learning. Exactly, yep. So the last stage, practice. Putting all of this into practice consistently. So if you go through the first three steps and start getting a couple of wins and throw your hands up and you're like, great, I did it. I got out of this hole, I'm, I'm a top performer again. None of it's gonna work if you don't put it into practice consistently it's not a one and done and practice is continual really like i said none of the other steps matter or become truly effective if you're not consistently putting them into practice day in and day out yeah and i just want to tell one quick story about this and then we'll get to a final thought from hannah but during this 
during you know Hannah's mindset shift and, and performance change, um, one of the things that um, you know it allowed Hannah to do was start working on upmarket more important deals for us, right? Take more important pieces of our pipeline. Um, but what comes along with that is new territory. We're, we're you know we may not have been as familiar with working on more complex opportunities or working on deals the size that Hannah was working. And one of the first deals that we we had, and really there were two that were like this. Um, we actually lost the opportunity, and it was it was pretty it was right. pretty devastating at the time. But the conversations that we had around that, we love to learn lessons from winning. So I just want to start off and say <laughs> of that course. we don't need to. There's a lot of talk all the time about um, we learn from our mis- mistakes, we learn from losing, right. and we need to take those things moving forward. Well, I, I prefer to do that while we win. But something that I think was very important for both of us when we when we lost those deals, we took lessons that we learned from those opportunities. Mm-hmm. And since then, we've had a lot of success winning opportunities of the sim- of similar size. And we really did a deep, re- I think we did a deep reflection, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, we took ownership yeah. that there were some things that we probably could have done better. We educated ourselves. We, we took some things that we we, we really did a deep uh, analysis on on that opportunity, and uh, we debriefed um, in a pretty detailed way. Um, and then we put these things into practice as we moved forward on similar size opportunities, and that caused us to have a lot of success moving forward. So just wanted to, to put that yeah. example out there. Hannah, what's a final thought from you on this before we wrap up? So we all know that sales is a roller coaster and it's probably impossible to be happy and positive all of the time. There's no silver bullet to just automatically, you know, have a positive mindset. So I'll leave you with a suggestion and this ties into our Thanksgiving episode, but starting your day with gratitude and practicing gratitude continually throughout your day you know if something crosses your desk that's maybe not the best or a little bit negative kind of pulling yourself back i always say like zoom out look at the big picture remind yourself what you're grateful for whether it's family or or anything else that you're grateful in your life and it really is a helpful practice that kind of rounds this whole Um, conversation out so I'll leave you with that it's helped me in my own life and I I hope it helps you too thanks Anna well everybody I know this was a little bit of a longer episode than normal but I hope you enjoyed it and I think there's some really strong points for everybody to take away these are things that we put into practice every day that have helped us be successful again for Hannah Pensick I'm James Triano this is win more sales thanks for listening